0: Attention Cannabis Radio listeners, do you suffer from chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or PTSD? These are the most common qualifying conditions for medical cannabis. Did you know that in many states you can visit a doctor online with no waiting rooms, no drive, not even an appointment needed? See a doctor right from your smartphone. It's fast, convenient, and it'll save you money as most states don't collect taxes on medical cannabis purchases. So what are you waiting for? Go to MarijuanaDoctors.com slash Cannabis Radio and get $5 off your on-demand medical card evaluation. It's time to check in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the concierge for better living with your host, Doc
1: Rob. Hello good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com and all over the internet, all wherever you find podcasts. And thank you for tuning in today. We have another great episode for you. Uh, It's you know, it's great. We're getting into, we're in April right now. We're seeing 420. We're seeing states legalizing. We're seeing all this great movement for the cannabis industry. And some of you are excited, but I always go back and reflect to some of the earlier days, some of the people that had battles and this isn't always, now you see people, oh, New York, it's legal. Everyone's excited. Well, yeah, I'm from New York. My friends are all excited, but what about the journey to get to there? And I think that's sometimes often overlooked. And so today we have, uh, a really great you know, reflection back on how you know this industry really Became more recognized again or got back into the public spotlight, and it really started with the kids. So, today I'm excited to have back on as a guest, Aaron O'Hearn, talking about the documentary Weediatrics. Aaron, great to have you back on. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great.
2: Thanks so much for having me back on. Seems like yesterday I was here. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, as I said, you know, my world is a blur right now. <laughs> I'm juggling projects and trying to keep things. And, and but again, it's, it's great to have you on. And I think, as I probably mentioned before, this is important to me. I, I've, as a healer, as a caregiver, as someone first and foremost, when when my mom was dying and sick, I was bringing cannabis products from California back to Florida. And people were saying, aren't you worried about getting arrested or caught? I'm like, there's always a worry, but it's worth it. I have to do Mm -hmm. this for her. It it helped her and yada, yada, yada. So let's, let's go back and give our listeners a little reflection on what is Wediatrics and give them that, that, 30,000 perspective, then we'll dive into some details.
2: Sure, so Mediatrics is a film that really focuses on how children have, with different ailments, have benefited from medical cannabis. And, but the important part of this is it really is a documentary that focuses on um, how parents are forced to make a decision whether to break the law or to help their sick or struggling child. And as one of the physicians in the documentary said, it is a true medical crime in our country that they are forced to choose. And while we have come very far, I think what the film demonstrates is that we're not there yet and that there are still a a lot of obstacles within this country, specifically with the federal government, not changing the schedule of the drug. So children um, who are struggling with autism, with seizures, um, should have the option of medical cannabis because it has been shown to help them. But unfortunately, their doctors can't prescribe it. They can, Their parents can get in trouble. CPS can get involved. And really, it's a balancing act on the part of the parents. Should I help my child or should I follow the law? Um, and that is a major crisis in our country. So that's what pediatric's fo- focuses on. And I think that even though the laws are changing every day, the theme of the documentary, which is hope and, and parents who really will do anything to help their child, anyone can relate to at any point in time, regardless of what the laws are.
1: No, that's really important. As I, I know, in my career, I got into digestive health initially, which led me right to my mentor, Donna Gates, and body ecology diet, which was all about autism and digestive health. We got into autism one, and I met a lot of these parents, This is even before cannabis and cannabinoids, CBD all became part of the conversation, um, and just really saw them As caregivers, I saw them struggling to find solutions, willing to do anything uh, for their children of all kinds of illnesses. And then Mm -hmm. cannabis became an option on the table to a degree, but not really for a lot of people. So that made them move and fear for getting arrested and all these things.
2: Sure. And even, I mean, in the, in the parents and families, you've had the ability to move, which, you know, a few families are profiled in the documentary. They did move to a state where it was more accessible, but that really doesn't guarantee That they won't get in troubles. For instance, there's a family in pediatrics who lives in California. They didn't move; they were from California. They resided in California, and as you know, it's one of the more progressive states. There, it's had a medical uh, marijuana program for a long time, and 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 recreational marijuana is legal there. But their daughter was suffering from seizures, and they had tried to give her pharmaceutical drugs based on their doctor's recommendations, and they just were not although they were probably preventing some seizures, the side effects were outweighing the benefits. Right. So they started looking into more holistic approaches. And that's when they tried CBD oil. It worked as it has been proven to work with intractable seizures. Yet someone, they don't know whom, uh, whether it was a doctor or a school nurse or a principal decided that No, I think that this is medical neglect, that you're not giving her the prescribed medication, the traditional pharmaceuticals. So they took it upon themselves to call CPS and CPS and the police came to their home in the middle of the night and took the little girl away for four days. And that was in California. So can you imagine what goes on in less progressive states like Texas, uh, which still has really no medical marijuana program? Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them so um it's it's actually very disturbing to see how not people may be open to it when they're being polled or they're being asked but when it comes down to the real life stories and the real life stakes all of a sudden they're not so sure and i guarantee you that 80 or 90% you know it starts dwindling when it would involves children so that's why we thought this was this documentary
1: was so important I think it's great. And it really is important. I think you, know, you, you hit the nail on the head. Everyone makes that general comment, but when it comes to kids, they may be more judgmental. Sure. Except if it's their kid. Then all of a sudden, the rules. Right. We see this happen with politicians uh, that mm-hmm. have been staunch against cannabis until their grandchild has seizures, and oh, we tried CBD oil, and now they're on a board of a cannabis company or something of that nature. You know, next yeah. week. So I think there's obviously hypocritical nature here in this conversation, um, but it's great that you bring attention to the issue. As I said, I, uh, working with the Canamoms, Moms, uh, you know, even in 2014, uh, mm-hmm. before this was again, wasn't really a popular conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, uh, you know, Charlotte recently, um, you know, as far as Charlotte's Web goes. Yeah. But was, these are just some of the highlighted stories, but you bring more attention to even a lot more of this happening around the country. And it's really important.
2: Yeah. I mean, so that's, I think that's an important point to make is we really try, while while we were able to tap into an entire network of parents who were trying to help their children, we really tried to highlight the families who had, um, you know, not only a compelling background story, but also were from different parts of the country to sort of parallel how one family was able to have access and one family wasn't. And What I really think is so unfair is that why is a family in Texas less entitled to medication that would help their child, as opposed to even the neighboring state now, Oklahoma, which did pass a medical marijuana program, they're right next to each other. So why is one family more entitled to a medication than another? It's not right, and it really shouldn't be up to the federal government To make that decision, especially when there really isn't any proven medication or treatment or therapy for children or adults, for that matter, who are on the severe end of the autism spectrum. So it's not like you know they're saying, "Well, I just choose not to use this this therapy or medication." There is no other alternative. So why wouldn't you allow them to try this, even if it doesn't work? You know, uh, just let them try it because you're taking away their hope otherwise.
1: And the safety profile has obviously been shown now um, that this is worth at least the opportunity to try it out. I know we, Mm -hmm. I was at several years ago, um, uh, a genomics, uh, cannabis genomics uh, conference, and they were talking about, you know, CBD is so effective in so many of these children with all these conditions. There may be one or two out of 10 that don't get the benefit or have even Mm -hmm. a negative reaction. But they're like, yeah, but this is common. This is actually, that's less frequency, than a lot of other drugs or a lot of, you know. Yeah. So even Epidiolex, they're showing, okay, it's got X percentage effectiveness, but we've seen people that are caregivers, that are growers, that are extractors, that are treating people hands-on their community having a much higher effectiveness and success rate. So we have to wait and let them suffer just till the drug is allowed to be legal, which isn't as effective, it, d- it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right.
2: No, it doesn't. And I think there's that risk with any drug, right? Any no. pharmaceutical that's prescribed by a medical professional, there's always the risk that it won't work. But then just because there's that risk doesn't mean that you don't take the chance. Of course. And, you know, we don't know. I think some of the argument to your point has been, well, we don't know the long-term effects of cannabis on children. What we do know, the long-term effects of antipsychotic drugs, which are often prescribed to children um, for various medical conditions, and that's early puberty and, you know, states of vegetation. And so that's perfectly legal and and they're willing to put up with those side effects. But I mean, really what's the alternative for a child who's self-injurious and, you know, banging their head against the wall or a child who is having, you know, 60 seizures a month? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense because the the, the long term effects of letting that go is brain damage. Um, it, then the list goes on and on. Yeah, so I don't think list. that argument makes much sense. No. I'm it, not it, saying use it in healthy teenagers. Right. We're talking about kids who are who are sick and are struggling.
1: It's very similar to you know in Canada they they uh, the terminal ill rights to use psychedelic mushrooms and psilocybin they're Dying, there's not much mm-hmm. other options. What's the risk? They're going to die. I mean, right. so, I mean, that's that's what you have to look at. I'm not trying to make apples to apples here, but the idea is that our medical system needs to become more humane and start to recognize the individual in front of us, not the condition or category or even the liability that may come from it. If that was the case, we wouldn't be doing the vaccine rollout that we have right now, right? To be an experiment in its own right, so uh, that's okay, but. Giving right. a, a, a safe plant medicine to a ch- child in, in desperation is, is still illegal in a lot of places. So no, I think it's a really important conversation. I'm glad to have you back on talking about it for sure. Um Yeah, thank I you. I think when someone sees a child going through those tantrums, those spells firsthand, mm-hmm. if you can't have some sort of empathy or compassion, then you're not it shouldn't even be in the conversation.
2: I, thought- I totally agree with you. And that's sort of that that was why we thought the documentary would be so compelling. And we're really hoping that you know, an, an audience that is maybe on the fence about what medical cannabis could do or is sort of the the believer of the antiquated thought of the war on drugs or that it's a gateway drug. Right. Just, just take a moment to, you know, walk in these family shoes. Um, it is a horrifying way to live and to think that you cannot help your child, right? Like if you are any parent with a healthy child, if your child falls and you know uh, has a cut on his or her knee, your first reaction is to go and fix it, right? To get a band aid to make sure it doesn't get infected. Well, multiply that by fifty million, and but you know, think about there are no band aids, or the federal government is saying no, you can't have that band aid, or you can't have that neosporin. I mean, wouldn't that drive you crazy knowing something is out there that can help, but somebody else is telling you no? I'm sorry, we've decided that that drug is too dangerous, or that plant is too dangerous. So that's why we wanted to showcase these families. And, you know, when we were producing Mediatrics, we really want to emphasize that it is, it is the families who are the heroes in this film, because it's not only a risk that they're taking every day to get their children the medicine that they need, but it was a risk to put themselves out there publicly and show what they were doing, because there could have been repercussions. But I think that a lot of these families, when we were talking them through this, because we went through a variety of of different scenarios, what would happen if, what would happen if. And I think one of the conclusions we came to is who, what, what government agency, what politician is going to say these parents are not doing right by their child, so they're not worthy of being their guardian or having them in their custody. Then what, what exactly would the state or the local agencies do with these children who can't take care of themselves they're certainly not equipped so i'm not quite sure what the alternative is or what the reasoning is behind you know putting these parents through the ringer in the court system or the justice system it doesn't make any sense
1: no it it really does and again a really important issue to be bringing up and and they need to find some Solutions. and if they don't, they got to let the parents do parenting, which is something that right. uh, you know is really key here. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Erin O'Hern. We're going to talk more about a really important conversation about not only just children's health, but just our rights to use this plant in a safe and responsible way. So with that, we will take a quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com.
0: The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
1: Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up
2: Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat.
0: Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we are back having our lovely and important conversation with Miss Erin O'Hearn today. Uh... You know, we put together you put together this great documentary Pediatrics. we're talking about it and i think you mentioned before the break about you know these are families these are parents they're not trying to do harm they're not trying to break the law they're not trying to beat the system they're just trying to have their kid smile or have a few hours of comfort and sometimes that's what it does it just gives them a few hours of relief and i think that's just in itself the what healers are meant to do what, what's it, healing is meant to be i think that one of the things that i also want to mention because you mentioned these are the families involved is i personally and i always and i consistently make this i probably made it in our last conversation i always look out for the caregivers too right mm-hmm. and I, this is something that we talk about the children and i think it's important when i met a bunch of moms, and i looked at them i had such respect for the hard work they're putting in to take care of these kids these challenges but they weren't necessarily always taking care of themselves because they were so busy and preoccupied so i always give a shout out to the caregivers i had my father and i were caregiving my family my mom and grandparents for a period of time it is not easy work and caregiving is a it's a again a spectrum of responsibility it could be just hey i want to be your person to help you get cannabis or someone that's helping you on every day uh, daily activities like sure so. And, and so I believe me that's really important so I give a shout out to all the caregivers out there they deserve a lot of respect because a lot of them did not opt in they did not choose to be in that position especially the parents they did not expect this on their journey but they step up and they do the right thing and they try to do the best they can and that's how I stand by them always so really important
2: yeah yeah, and that's an important point because their researchers often say and, I, I'm, an assume, and I'm, I'm assuming that this goes beyond just autism, but parents who have, of children who are autistic or who are on the spectrum have a stress equal to those of soldiers in battle. And I don't think that that would be any different than having a child who has seizures or who has MS um, or cerebral palsy or cancer. Um, so I think that it, that's an important point because in order to be a good parent, You have to be good internally with yourself and you have to be good mentally. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly at a stress level, that's, that's so high and you're in that like flight or fight mode, you can't take good care of your children. So it's important, like you said, for the caregivers to have some relief too. And if that's what this offers, then great because they're better parents for it.
1: For sure. And that's why I said even the cannabis, I mean, for a while, and I've been in this space for quite a while, the CBD products were very expensive. mean, we are mm-hmm. talking about they were at 15, 18 cents a milligram when we first started introducing them. They were hard to find. There was no consistency in products. But yet these parents were shelling out their dollars and trying to find a solution for their children. And I was one of the ones pumping the brakes in the sense of dosing. Say, hey, you don't need as much. Start lower your child's an individual find out what works because a lot of these companies are selling products we're just mm-hmm. trying to sell 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 oh sure yeah and, they and see I, the market had, yeah and the market was there the demand was there and i said no no no. we need to learn together how to best use these products in treating these children and start low well, and let's communicate all these networks are great and sharing more information like you said in your documentary is these are what how we learn and evolve the industry as a whole and provide the best care for People of all ages. I have a you know, just as we do with children, you know, the caregivers are dealing with their elderly parents right now, the baby boomer generation, and you know, it's they are having their own issues with Alzheimer's and dementia, other debilitating diseases. So they're becoming our children to a degree, uh, and so these people our age in the thirties, forties, fifties are starting to look at, wait, I'm taking care of children and parents, and almost. Sure the sandwich generation. Yeah, we are really kind of in that mix. And it's interesting that uh, you know this cannabis, you know, and we have this endocannabinoid system that's within us that is designed to respond. Um, is now hopefully being utilized by all of the levels of the spectrum. And I see a lot of the elderly are using more cannabis therapies, and mm-hmm. of course, we can find more. And, and again, these are a lot of CBD. I, I just want to make a clarification real quick because you know, the research is out there and there and there's I just had an amazing researcher on uh, a previous episode who said there's 3,700 research submissions a year of new cannabis-related research. That's 10 a day, which Mm -hmm. means there's constant new information, constant new research being done. And this is really important for the doctors out there so they are less judgmental, the government officials, the regulatory people. Mm -hmm. And and we do this on a state-by-state level, but let's just jump back. I mentioned New York. Um, but now we have Senator Schumer talking about legalizing or on a federal level. And again, I hope they do. It's going to be a big step forward, but we still will see issues on the state level, though. We'll still have certain organizations, certain groups, certain pockets in the country that are still going to be ad, you know, adamant that this is a, the devil's weed, as they say, the devil's lettuce. So
2: Yeah, I mean, that's always going to be the case, right? But right? I think that one of the obstacles, I mean, if you look at it, the majority of the country has some sort of medical marijuana program. Oh, yeah. So if now and and one of the things that's preventing that that cohesiveness or at least the consistency of law is the Schedule One status. So if if you know Senator Schumer is be, is going to be true to his word, which with politicians you never know, but <laughs> then and they change the, the the schedule, then that is a huge step forward because that means that there can be some conformity among the research, that there can be more federal funding, that there can be collaboration between states that have similar laws. But right now, that's really, really hard to do. So one of the motivations of producing this film was that lawmakers started paying attention and understood what the obstacle was, because the misconception right now is that, oh, we've moved. Past that, we're, we're going in the right direction. You know, things are much looser than they were even five years ago. But th- that's s- sort of, I-, I don't know if that's exactly true because if that federal law doesn't change, we're, the states are really, really stuck and doctors can't really truly oversee. Marijuana as a medicinal option. They can't prescribe it. They can't say you should do this ratio to that ratio. I mean, some may go out on a limb, but others really fear about losing their license. In addition to not really knowing that much about it, there's more parents uh, who know what the right combinations are. And then when you don't have federal oversight, you risk opportunists coming on the black market and saying, "Hey, I can give you this CBD oil or whatever it may be that's in it, whether it's CBD oil or snake oil, and I'm going to sell it to you for a fraction of the price that you could get at a dispensary because obviously insurance doesn't co- doesn't cover medical cannabis right now." So there's a lot of problems with the way the system is right now and that's why we really need that federal law to change. So I hope Senator Schumer is is going to stick to that.
1: Yeah, I'm hopeful as well. And again, we've been in this industry a long time to see that not always things happen as we'd hoped. But Mm -hmm. we are optimistic. I think there's a major change. New York legalizing is a big shift in in not only the United States, but in the global perception on cannabis. Um, New Mexico legalizing. Many others are talking, Connecticut's talking. About it, I hope Florida wakes up in the near future. Mm-hmm. It's a huge <laughs> opportunity there as well. But I mean, yeah this is going to be a, a, a really interesting next few years. Um, I'm very interested in doing more research because I think there's never going to be enough of that. We have to take some of this anecdotal, you know, evidence from parents working with their children into real-time studies, yeah. not just mice studies or or, or right. studies, human trials, and and know that we can do this in a safe and responsible way is going to be the, the difference. So I, I definitely agree that I'm, I'm fingers crossed that that we get some federal changes on the research side, the banking side, the access mm-hmm. side, because we've been in there with doctors. I mean, as I said, um, there's a new platform that I just interviewed called Canikies, um, Canikies 360. And it's really starting to collaborate and collect all the research that's out there and make it condition search oriented or cannabinoid specific search oriented because we're getting so much now data which they always said there wasn't sure. enough research there wasn't enough science we don't know enough yeah so much their next excuse is going to be oh there's too much we can't filter through all the noise so yeah this group is actually filtering it already so that argument becomes moved right off the bat and says no 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 what's your question right here's an answer here's 10 research papers that justify our statement and this is hopefully where we're going and, and again it's has it been easy? I mean, when did you mm-hmm. start this journey with pediatrics? Oh, we
2: started you- three or four years ago. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, three or four years ago. Now we're in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty and twenty one seem like kind of a blur, so it's hard it's for me a, to go back it's before a that. Year, yeah. yeah, but um, I think it was probably around twenty seventeen. The latter end of twenty seventeen, we started, and you know, one of the challenges was that, as you know, you said we were sort of making progress during the filming but things were constantly changing. So we had to adjust and then families, you know, they, they were again, so brave to be a part of this, but as you can if you, you can imagine, it was frightening for them too. So it wasn't an easy documentary to produce. And I give a lot of credit to our executive producers, uh, John and Kimberly Earhart, because they really stuck with it and believed in it from the the beginning. And, um, Really didn't listen to the naysayers who who said this will never air, you'll never get this finished. They really believed in it, and it was a labor of love uh, for all of us, really. And in addition to the families, but yeah, we worked on it for a long time. That's why we're hoping people go to Google Play and Apple TV and Amazon and download it because it is difficult to watch. You're going to need some tissues, but it is truly eye-opening. And I think that any parent can empathize with the parents in this documentary.
1: That's great, and we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk, wrap up with Aaron, get a little bit more information on where to find pediatrics, how to support the effort, and uh, what's what's maybe next on the, on the on the horizon for you. So, don't worry, we'll be right back at this quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
0: 2000- garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living, only on cannabisradio.com.
1: And we are back. Thank you for hanging with us once again. I know those commercials are always uh, the joy of your day, but thanks for tuning in <laughs> to the show. Uh, it's really important, again, thank you, Aaron O'Hearn, um, for coming in and talking again about Wediatrics, this documentary. It's really important, as I said, you know, firsthand seeing it, working with the Canna Moms, dealing with my own family and caregiving, the, the challenges from one state to the next, the different products to the next, what's going to work, what won't, what the risks, this is something that you know as i said in the beginning it's it's great that we have all this you know celebration of legalization going on but there's been a lot of work and sweat a lot of tears uh a lot of challenges to get to this point and we're not out of the woods yet so where are you you mentioned before the break but where can people tune in and support mediatrics the documentary let's let's let them know one sure. more Sure.
2: so it's really easy amazon which everybody is now super familiar with after covid because that's where you get everything from um <laughs> google play and apple tv so you can download it on any of those platforms and um yeah it's
1: really easy just how google mediatrics <laughs> how, how long is the documentary it's
2: 90 know. minutes It's 90 minutes. So no, it's not. So you can, you can finish it. You can, it, you can be a Friday night, a Saturday night, a Monday night. It is short enough that it fits into your schedule, but powerful enough that it will really change your perspective on uh, medical cannabis for kids.
1: That's great. Yeah, I I I ask always time length because I find things, world is a little ADD. Uh, they can't focus. Their attention you know span is limited. I I grew up in a, in a video rental store, so a two hour movie was me like, too
2: blockbuster.
1: Yeah, I was I had my family own <laughs> one before there was such a thing called blockbuster back when it was just no. and Betamax tapes. In fact, so I would get the first releases of the new movies before everyone else in town. So I, I two hours is nothing, but for a lot of kids today, if it's not a seven nine minute YouTube video, um, it, it's too long. But I again, 90 minutes is great. I think everyone should take that time and commit to sitting down and, and, and understanding what these families uh, have been through and also what they did to be able to share their story. And I and still have that, that exposure right now, but it's really something that I'm grateful for you and your team for putting together. It's a story that needed to be told and needs to be shared. So I really appreciate that.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. That means a lot. And I'm assuming one of the things we cover in the documentary, which I know you mentioned that this was personal for you because of of, you know, what happened with your family, but you know, did you find that you were doing a lot of experimenting to see what worked and what didn't, as far as ratios, or was it more? Was I, I these- you know,
1: I, I tell people this so often that I definitely experimented. Um, I, I, I fortunately am a health practitioner, a naturopathic right. physician. I have a little bit more training. I spent close to twenty years working with dietary supplements and different levels of dosing, different delivery systems. So I have and had a bit of an advantage there. Um, and at one point, they had my mother on five or six anti-epileptic drugs at the same time, uh, because when she had a seizure, they couldn't break it. So they they would have to keep giving her different meds and more meds till it would stop. And then they were afraid to take anything away, because what would happen if she had another one? Well, then it became on me uh, to start to titrate down the different drugs and augment with CBD and mm-hmm. mushrooms and other herbs and natural inflammatory herbs turmeric and i mean it was a whole gamut diet again we worked with everything from trying doing keto diet or sugar you know you know no sugar diets to you know high fats there everyone is different. And everyone that's right. listening and every one child responds differently. So what I tell people is that thankfully with the cannabinoids and cannabis products, as long as you're getting a quality product, and if you, anyone has any questions about that, they could always reach out to me. Um, but as long as you're working in that vein, and you're working with trying to have clean diets, food and diet is underlying almost all of these issues. If not the problem, a contributing factor. So we've seen that with autism over the years. We see there's other issues in epilepsy. So You know, it's a lifestyle change. It's a Mm -hmm. whole perception. And then, you know, that's where I see a lot of people getting into their wellness due to necessity, not desire. Um, And that changes their lives. But believe me, I mean, it's it's worth the effort. And, um, you know, I got my mom down to one. Um, And even then, there were nights that I was hard to sleep wondering, is she going to have a seizure? Did I take her down too much? Should she still be on a little bit more? And those are, they're never going to be those answers, especially when it comes to epilepsy and neurological issues right now. We don't know enough. But all I can tell people, which is a, obviously the premise of my show, which is you do your best. Yep. You do it with good intention. You look and do the best research you can. You work as a community. I'm an anthropologist, it's all about community. You find your, your trusting grooms or groups and doctors that are there to listen to you. If your doctor doesn't want to work with you because you want to use cannabis in your, Therapeutics find a different doctor. This is your right as an individual as a patient as a caregiver and again, I just think it's The more we learn the more we know and and we want to kind of grow together and to have a better healthier society and again just having documentaries like yours and And others. I mean, there are a lot of others that have really offered some good insight in this industry as well as others I think it's important. And again, I appreciate your efforts and, and coming back on in your time. Oh,
2: thanks so much. And, and I
1: hope that people do take the time to download it and watch that 90 minute documentary and share it with others, especially the naysayers. You know, that's who we
2: really want you to share it with. To talk about <laughs> it
1: if you don't know, but again, get in there and learn. And I believe it'll change your mindset and, and, and for the better. So again, with that, I, I thank you. And oh, I thank thanks for your so much. Time. Thank you everyone uh, for listening and tuning in and sharing and again, and downloading, watching the documentary, please. If you do, and you have questions or comments, send it to me. We'll share it. We'll have Aaron back on. We'll, we'll keep this conversation going because that's what is needed. So um, thank you everyone at Canvas Radio for making these type of conversations happen. And this podcast, you know, kind of go out there and reach the masses. And um, as always, I wish everyone all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well until the next time. Dr. Al signing off.